drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Twin Lions. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? It is Friday, we are uh, back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. This is your boy Oakry. Um, we had a fun show on Wednesday. We talked all about the big Giants victory and me and Grifka broke down the uh, trade deadline. We uh, we know the Lions didn't do much, but me and Grifka had plenty to say about the uh, rumor innuendo about the trades they could have made. We talked about... Uh, because man love for Darius Slay, how he shook his hand and how he was so worried he'd leave because he really likes him as a football player. And I broke down why it might have made sense. Bob Quinn didn't do any of the above, sat there and is going to sit with his current team. But uh, Grifka, we're here on a Friday. We're here to talk about uh, a game against the Oakland Raiders, uh, a team that you uh, predicted early on in the season. The Lions would go out there and, and get beat down by the Oakland Raiders, and I laughed at you. Here we are. The Lions have kind of been hit or miss. We're hoping they can go out and get a dub ski. Um, we're here on a Friday talking football, Grifka. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey man, I'm I'm tired, man. I just got done cleaning up my yard from toilet paper and broken eggs because, man, I was handing out Detroit Kool-Aid packets on Halloween as opposed to like you know, Snickers or M&Ms. <laughs> Griff, you know the kids love the Detroit Kool-Aid. It's just you that doesn't like the Detroit Kool-Aid when one thing goes wrong for our team or when you, uh, we get a few losses under our belt. The kids love the Detroit Kool-Aid, and the reason you got toilet paper all up in your trees because you probably were handing out those disgusting almond joys that you were mowing down after our tailgate. One, I, 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 I've never seen anybody eat an almond joy in my life. I don't think, let alone, like, I think you put down at least a half dozen. Um, that's probably why they're upset. Nobody likes coconut candy. I mean, that's disgusting. Oh man. I know plenty of people that love almond joys and mounds, man, especially coconut <laughs> makes you think of the South Pacific at this time of year, especially in the fall, you know, warm tropical, yeah, love me some Griffka. almond joys and mounds. Everybody likes coconut, but not with chocolate and in candy. They like it in trees and in hot weather. Like you're telling me, you actually know one other human being that loves almond joys? I'm always fighting some old lady for a bag of them at Target. So. <laughs> you probably you probably like black jelly beans too, son. All right, here's here's what we're gonna do. This is totally impromptu, people. We did not plan this. I promise you. Because Grifka loves Almond Joys and I don't believe him. Grifka, we're having an impromptu candy draft right now. I even have the sound effect. Grifka, you are on the clock with the first pick in the candy draft. We'll do three picks apiece. Who you got? Oh, okay. Um, since I'm picking, um, I'm a parent. Of course, I always steal my kids' candy. Um, if I'm digging through their bag... With the first pick I'm looking for, I'm looking for the P&M&M's. Why, you ask? Because I'm giving up government secrets for M&M's. That's how much I love M&M's. Plain peanut, but I'm going with the peanut. 
No, God, please, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I like, I like the peanut M&Ms. I'm kind of mad you took them from me. Help me. Help me. <laughs> so I'm on the clock here at number two. Let me think. This is totally off the cuff. Number two in the uh, first ever Detroit Kool-Aid candy draft. <laughs> at number two, I now that I think about it, it's kind of a no-brainer. Give me the give me the Reese's peanut butter cups and and, and better yet, put them in the freezer as well. That, that's a steal at number two. That in, in any other draft that goes one. I guarantee it. That, that that's a good pick. You know, can't can't deny good pick. Um so uh that means that means peanut butter that means M Ms are off the board and peanut butter cups off the board. So um let's see. Reese's get it right. Oh. Reese's. Okay, so uh, once again, if I'm digging in my kid's bag and those two candies are gone, you know, I'm going for the Snickers, man. Why? Because it satisfies. Krifka <laughs> going Snickers, going chalk. Mel Kuyper shaking his head. Me thinking like Snickers is not bad, but I don't know if it's the n- number uh, three pick overall. Um, I am on the clock here with uh, the fourth pick. Give me with the fourth pick overall, my second selection. Give me my grandpa's favorite. Give me Butterfingers at four. Butterfingers. Oh, yeah. An incredible candy. Any Butterfingers I've ever, you know, ripped open, it's like, it's always like busting into pieces and the bottom of the candy bar is already like broken up and. It's like God, what are, what are the most messiest candy bars of all time? Then you bite into it, and it like sticks in your teeth, and you're just like, ah, ah, ah. And you just you get like lockjaw trying to eat a Butterfingers. But okay, if if that's what you like, I mean, that's I think uh, that's a bit of a reach right there. That's like taking a tight end in the first round with the eighth pick, my you know what I think. But anyway, so okay, um, if we're going number three, wow, exactly number three, yeah. Number three, uh, if I had to pick one out of all the candies out there, I've already got two chocolates right there. I'm trying to think, gosh, is there something else I could take? Mm. Gosh, you know, I don't want to sound healthy and say Raisinets because that's more like an eighth round pick, but exactly. Um, I got to do it. I know it's another chocolate candy, but I always like Twix, so I'm going to take Twix. And I don't care if it's right or left side. So Twix, Twix would be my third pick. <laughs> oh man, Twix is not bad. Hey, what happened? <laughs> uh, that that that's what people say when you get the uh, you get the caramel. You, you you do have to go with the peanut butter Twix, I think. Oh man, I, I'm caught between two candies here with with my final selection, Grifka. Um, let me think here. Oh, with my third selection in the Detroit Kool Aid cast candy draft again I, I went with my i went with my favorite first i went with my grandpa's favorite i'm gonna go with my mom's favorite it always makes like a great uh gift for her as a side gift you might get the card you might get the flowers but the knockout punch as i just played for you the candy that nobody says this to nope 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 the candy that nobody laughs at grifka <laughs> But I, I do think people, some people might think it's, it's this. That's terrible. That's a- but I don't think so. I think this is a good candy. I think this is well worthy of a sound bite. Grifka with the third pick. 
I'm going to go with an off-the-radar pick, as I like to do in the draft and in the candy draft. Give me Kit Kats at three. Oh, woo! You can put those in the freezer, too. Even better. Uh, absolute incredible. Give me the Kit Kats. Oh, baby! Yeah, Kit Kat's not a bad pick. The only thing is sometimes, like, when you try to, you know, break one off, they don't bust right, and they, like, bust in half. It's just like, man. Or, like, you get those freaky people that just kind of, like, bite the whole thing. It's like, what are you doing? It's, you can't eat a Kit Kat do that it. way. Just do it. Yeah. It's like those people, those people are obviously deranged, the people that just bite into it like a regular, like, wafer. It's like, you got to break a piece off and eat it, like, you know, one wafer at a time. You just can't bite into it like it's a sandwich. Griffin, like, you got some major issues with the cleanliness of your candy, the way you got to eat your candy. Nobody's worried about what's in the butterfingers or how you got to break off the Kit Kat. You're too busy saying this when you should be eating your candy. What the hell are you doing? Just eat the candy and, and, and like it. Exactly. Hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you picked those three because, you know, I would have had to reach through uh, the phone at some point and just slap you if you would have said, like, candy corn or something like that because those things <laughs> oh, are no. just like – those things no. belong in a you, – you shoot those things out of a shotgun at you. Here, take these and just get rid of them. But, yeah. My other, my, my other sleeper pick who I would have traded down for, Grifka, is Three Musketeers. You can't go wrong there either. Again, the marshmallow inside and with the little chocolate, It's a, that's another another great candy. Yeah, see, I mean, like, I like the Milky Way as well, so, uh... Milky know. Way's not bad. I, uh... I, there's some candies I only like if you get them, like, which I never buy, like, a large candy bar anymore. You know how back in the day you'd get either, like, king size, you get an actual candy bar? I yeah. never do that, but if I do, I go with, like, either the Nut Rages or the, uh... the What's the uh, one with the funky name that has, like, the peanut butter? Um... Oh gosh, like those are good. Like if you get the actual candy bar, but you can't get a mini. Like some of the ones yeah. we named off are where you go mini and you go, uh, like you said, sneak it out of your kid's bag. Or like back in the day when we'd be toiling around town with the mask on, you were hoping like, oh please, please give me some good candy. Don't give me that crap candy or that, uh, you know, that candy corn or that bag. You know where people put all this garbage can it put it in a little baggie try to make it look good it's like just give us the retail candy like the the little bite-sized chocolate we're good to go yeah exactly but uh i think we're gonna have to put a poll out on twitter to see if uh people like uh like like myself prefer you know almond joy and mounds or people just can't stand coconut so we're Chris, gonna have to that's, that out that's... on twitter that's going up on Halloween is, is the uh, do you like almond joys or any kind of coconut candy? Yes. No. I'm telling you, yes, is are, are barely going to be in the 20 to 30 do, percentile range. Maybe the snowballs count like the hostess. Snowballs? Oh. <laughs> oh, if you're a weirdo, you're a sicko. <laughs> they do. Oh, so, nobody's yeah, voting but, for right, snowballs. At Halloween, at Halloween oh. the coconut's orange. We all, we all know this. Right? Oh. Like around Easter time, it's pink, and, oh. and, and Christmas time, it's what? You know, it's like, oh, it's a snowball, but you can't call it a snowball when it's pink, you know, so. Griffco, we got to talk football. You're grossing me out with this coconut, and now you're coloring the coconut? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. We got we to move on. Okay. I, yeah. as, as normal, I smoked you in that draft. What do the, the people expect? That's okay, but let's do this. Let's get a, let's a, take a you know pause for the cause here, and then we'll get back and uh, break down this Oakland game. Yeah, we'll do. Everybody uh, had a little fun there off the top. Normally we just talk football, but uh, with it being Halloween, we had to get that in. Uh, 
And like I say, that was uh, literally we had not talked about it, and it was just fun to do a draft. We got to do more drafts, Griff. We'll have to come up with random topics. Everybody likes a good draft, um, so I have to do that more. But we'll uh, take a quick break for our sponsors. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Everybody, we're back. We're here to talk about the Raiders and... uh... A Friday show. This is where I kick it to Grifka. He tells me about some goofy article he read or some question, and then I rip on him and give a intelligent answer to the people. Go ahead, Grifka. Well, actually, I didn't really read any articles of reference to this game because, once again, a lot of the articles this week had reference to the uh, the uh, trade deadline and thinking that you know the lines may take this, take this person, but you know since that none of that happened, and then. Uh, Everything just got into the basic breakdown of this game. So let me ask you the most basic question right here. Um, I know when I picked this game, I, you know, I use the old West Coast going or East Coast going West Coast. And, you know, it's usually doesn't, you know, usually doesn't look good. And they're in Oakland, so we don't have to worry about the uh, the dirt infield anymore because the baseball season is over for the A's. Um, my biggest question is to you before we get into, like, players in position, has this Oakland team been at least some sort of surprise to you? Are they better than what you originally thought, you know, going into the season? Oh boy, Griffith, this is where I usually and probably will ask you, is this a real question? But first of all, like this is the second straight show where I let you sneak in baseball talk. Did you realize that? Like I let it slide last show. I can't believe oh. I did that, but you just started going on about the sport, the sport we shall not speak of, and I let it go. So this is two shows in a row you brought it up. Are you, I think you're pushing your luck, don't you think? Yeah, I'll let it. Yeah, the baseball season's <laughs> now, you know. Uh, I, I banned over, it. So, uh, no, I banned it from day one. Over, so I mean, we have to wait till February. So yeah, it's cool. I won't talk about it until February. Okay, so so you're asking me about your Oakland Raiders, the team that you thought the Lions had no chance of about going out to the West Coast. Like, I mean, have they surprised me? Like, no, because the players that I thought they were actually decent on their team had played halfway decent. You know, Tyrell Williams is one of my guys when it comes to fantasy football. When he's been healthy, which he was probably missed, I think three weeks there, but that came back this this past week and put up nearly 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's been good. You know, Josh Jacobs, who I, I liked in the draft process, you know, he's the top, you know, back taken, could run it, could catch it, kind of do everything. Pretty thick, you know, guy came from good program. Uh, he, he's he been he's been good. You know, Derek Carr gets a lot of grief, but I've always liked not only his deep ball, but just kind of, you know, if he's protected and if he has a few weapons out there, you know, again, a few years ago, he was in the MVP race, so he can do some things now. With all that being said, there's not too many other guys that really scare me either on offense or on defense. So, you know, they've hung 
with a few teams. I mean, their record is, you know, a little bit below the Lions, I believe. But, you know, other than this being a long trip out west and kind of, you know, like you said, just sort of that team we don't play that often or a team that has a little bit of a wild card factor with John Gruden with the headset. I mean, I'm looking at this football game going, man, this is one. The weather should be fine. You know, the surface will be fine, like you said. No reason that Matt Stafford can't keep it cooking and we can't go and, and lock up their offense, you know, from, you know, if if Slay and other people are back. But I expect points in this game. You know, I, I would expect the offense to go anywhere from 25 to 35 when it comes to Stafford and company. Um, just being able to sling it on Oakland. Now, you mentioned Derek Carr, and um, yeah, you're right. I, I think he throws a really good deep ball. And um, like you said, uh, Terrell Williams came back, and was a, a few weeks ago they traded for Zay Jones, and Zay Jones can actually, you know, get down the field and really stretch it. But um, was they also have Hunter Renfro, and he had a long touchdown, but we all know he's not he's not all that fast. And um, He's not that uh, – He's not that great. And uh, He's pretty good Derek, in college. Yeah, uh, Darren Waller and uh, Foster Moreau is kind of surprised. I mean, especially Darren Waller's really surprised um, me for Oakland this year. Um, now, with uh, it seems like the Lions' uh, pass defense without Slay is, uh, you know, it's not that great. Um, do you think uh, they're going to be able to uh, maybe slow down Derek Carr in this uh, deep ball offense? Uh, you you brought up Darren Waller. I mean, I want to hit on him. He's a guy I knew nothing about coming into this year, and then. I, I kind of read up on him. He was on the down low um, when it comes to fantasy. And I snagged him in a couple of those 32-team leagues, gave him a big contract. Now he has a, a documented drug history, so he's kind of like Josh Gordon. Like, even if he was good, like, I just don't know, you know, how long would that last? The Raiders obviously think a long time because they extended him. But, yeah, he he's not only somebody to worry about in general. He does play the tight end position, which – you know, has uh, given the Lions fits basically every game since I've been alive. So, um, you know, you're asking about the deep ball. Uh, Tyrell Williams, did you bring up somebody else on the deep ball or or just Derek Zay Carr? Jones. Zay, uh, Jones. Zay Jones. No. Zay Jones is – they picked him off the scrap heap from Buffalo. He's, he's half crazy too. I don't know how long he'll be in the league. He had a lot of draft pub and – He's not cut it in the NFL. He makes a play every now and again. But, no, he, he doesn't worry me really at all. Um, I, I don't see them getting deep. I mean, I, as long as Tracy's good to go. I mean, I can't talk highly enough about our safeties. I mean, me and Hughes and a few other friends, we all looked at each other just in our text chats and stuff and said, like, Tracy Walker's fun to watch, man. This guy, like, nobody knew him in that third round. Just his his physical uh, physicality, his mentality. Love watching him play. So if he's out there and they're giving Will Harris, I, I did not notice, you know, Will Harris from a negative perspective. So that's a good thing in his first start. I, I don't see them getting, getting deep. I mean, I see them trying to go deep, but I, I see us kind of being able to handle that. I, w- I would still worry about the run game a little bit and just some maybe some dink and dunk type passing has seemed to be what hurt us more so than, you know, those those 40, 50 yard over the top type passes. Yeah, that uh, I, I think they're going to be able to get pressure on Carr, kind of like they did with a, um, you know, Danny Dimes last game against the Giants. Um, sorry, Oakland's offensive lines, it's not that great. So uh, it's really not. It was just, it's one of those things like, I think the only guy I know starting on it is like Reggie Incognito and everybody's heard about him. I mean, that guy can be tough and nasty, 
But um, that he'll Oakland be suspended off- before we get to Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that that Oakland offensive line not isn't as good as it was a few years ago when um they made that playoff push until Carr you know busted up his leg and then they had to go with Connor Cook and and they lost to Houston in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, I think the Lions defensive front will be able to get some pressure on them um, if they continue to um you know blitz uh, uh, Davis like they did uh, last game against the Giants. Um, I know uh, Carr's, you know, kind of a, you know, he's more of a veteran than Jones, and he's seen more, or, um, or I'm sorry, yeah, Dan Jones, he's seen more, but still, um, Davis is fast enough to put pressure on him, make him make mistakes, especially Carr's one of those guys that will do that. He seems, you know, more than happy to throw an interception when you put pressure on him, unlike, you know, Aaron Rodgers will be, he, he would throw it away. Um, Carr's going to try to stick the ball in there, so, um and like you said, Garden Waller and Moreau, that's going to be tough, especially for the Lions. Um, they just never seem Gr- to do that. Griffey, I just want to get it right. Is this two? Sh- so this is two shows I let you talk about baseball, and this is two shows where you've given uh, uh, Jared Davis some pub. I mean, I do declare, I do declare. Now I'm done. Rack me. Now you're <laughs> done. You love you love Jared Davis, don't you, Griffey? Like, can we declare that? Um, are you going to go get a jersey now? No, love's a very strong word when it comes to that. Um, let's see him. Let's see him not, you know, uh, overrun a couple plays and, you know, and uh, actually shoot the right gap on, on a run play before I start did to you, throwing the word love around. Did, did you see him get after the quarterback, Grifka? Oh my God, the quarterback is toast. <laughs> Jared Davis just coming up the middle, just blowing up quarterbacks, and and you still want to hate on him for his coverage or for something else like. The guy's yeah, a good player. Co- yeah, for, for his coverage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a big part of his game is linebacker, his coverage. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna hate on him, you know, because he can't cover anybody, and that's what you know offenses will do. It's like, hey, let's just make him cover somebody. Guy couldn't cover a coffee table. So uh, any, anyway, so uh, speaking of cover, he's gonna what, have what to about go. what about last game when he when when he blew up the middle or when he goes and gets David Carr and you hear this? It's a humble, humble liar. Sarge's Fumbelina Wilkerson fumbles the ball. <laughs> How do you think John Gruden's going to like it when we knock the ball out of Derek Carr's hand at least two times? I guarantee two fumbles for little baby hands back there. Wow, two fumbles. I mean, I'll I'll bet you a soda on that for, you know, for, that's for the rest that's for the rest of America. I'll bet you a pop for all of our fans here in Michigan. How about an almond joy instead cuz then I won't care either sure, way, but no, but, look, no problem. Look at Derek Carr's hands in this game. They they look like they they uh, belong to like a three year old infant. <laughs> that's <he's, laughs> that's. I guess I've never really studied uh, Derek Carr's hands. I guess I guess I'm. They're they're, they're odd looking. Watch like the ball looks gigantic. I don't. I don't, it's just odd looking to watch on Sunday. You won't be able to not look at his little uh, little baby hands. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll definitely uh, try to zoom in on Derek Carr's hands. I'll make sure he's on the field when he does that, though. So uh, and don't look like, hey, stop that tape. I'm gonna like rewind. Hey, go back to Derek Carr's hands. So uh, I'll be doing that. But um, you, you speak of Jared Davis covering. I mean, uh, I don't think Josh Jacobs runs that runs a whole lot of pass routes out of the backfield. That's uh, you know, uh, was it uh, Jalen Richard does a little bit more than uh, was it? Uh, I think what DeAndre Washington's. I think the. Uh, Kind of like the third down back as well. Uh, um, I think Josh Jacobs. He he's kind of had hit or miss games, and um, for the Raiders this year. Uh, what do you see the run defense being able to do to slow down uh, Josh Jacobs and the rest of that uh, vaunted Oakland Raiders running attack? 
Your Oakland Raiders, you mean? Um, yes, I, I, I like the Raiders. I, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you go on like a 10-minute diatribe about their jerseys and that's why you like them? Or, Dude, like, they have you, like some of the coolest uniforms. <laughs> How could you? I love oh, the Raiders. God. Here we go. Jim Plunkett. Lyle Alzado, Howie Long, Todd Christensen, Ted oh. Hendricks. Killing our demo, John like always. <laughs> Nobody knows who these guys are. <laughs> Howie Long, anybody watches Fox, you know, for a Sunday morning know who Howie Long is. But yeah, gosh, he's the guy you know, with, the, with the spiked haircut on TV. We don't, we don't yeah, even watch Skechers. him back in the 70s. He, wear, he wears Skechers, and he's always stuck in the middle seat on a plane. Yeah, I know. I've seen that. You know, so. Skechers is like the one like marketing where you should just say no if you're a really good athlete. Like No matter what they're paying you, like, no, I'm not promoting Skechers. Like, I don't want anybody to know. Even if you do wear them, you don't want the public to know that you rock Skechers. Yeah. doesn't matter what the but check anyways, says. It's, it doesn't matter. The Raiders, the Raiders have the greatest soundbite ever from NFL films, and it's you know in John Vicenda's voice. You know we all know it. The autumn wind is a Raider. It's like the greatest soundbite ever from NFL films. So go look, go listen to it. <sighs> if you love football, everybody's heard it because you know why. I'm sorry, I'm a huge Lions fan, but they don't have a soundbite as cool as that. So. That's another reason why I love the Raiders. So, yeah, I guess I'll claim them as my Raiders, especially when they go to Las Vegas. Everybody loves to go to Las Vegas. That'll be the hardest ticket in the world to get. So, anyways, let's get back to the game. Griffco, what's cooler, the Raiders and their jerseys or Rory for you? Oh, it's got to be the Raiders and their jerseys. Because, once again, I thought that was a slam dunk Rory Rory for you. I still got. We still, we're still trying to figure out who Rory is because he's he's actually behind the safeties calling out which tight end, which wide receiver is wide open, telling the defense to guard that guy. So once again, we yeah, you know I hyped him out a little bit on the last show. There are a couple names I'll throw out there. I might put a poll out on Twitter to say like who do you think it is, and people can nominate some people. But you know, you know, hit me up See, at uh, Krifka at DKC. <laughs> So you're not giving up any of those names. They have to. They have to reach out to you on Twitter. You have to wait another episode before you unveil the Rory conspiracy theory. No, I was going to. Um, I was going to talk about the game first, and that that would have been our, our clip to end the show. Because I want to throw a couple oh, you, names out there. So you're gonna you're gonna hit them with the Rory conspiracy to end the show. You're gonna you're gonna wrap it up with with this like lifelong issue that we've had of who is Rory. Yeah, it is Halloween week, so it can be kind kind of a mystery type thing, you know. You so. figured this out, Grifka? <laughs> oh my! That's that's a big. That's what we call a tease in the podcasting world. Yeah, I mean, All right. of course. I mean, I had to put some thought behind it, you know. Like, you know, I mean, so just give it a chance. I'll throw some names out there and see what people think. Grifka, do you want me to answer this question finally about Josh Jacobs? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to how the lines are going to to slow down the almighty, powerful Marcus Allen esque Josh Josh Jacobs. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, you went on and talking about how he doesn't catch the football. He may not have crazy catching numbers at this point, and they do have a couple other guys that can do it. But if you watched any, uh, you know, Alabama in your rocking chair, there, you would have seen that this guy, you know, only split time at Alabama, but he could catch it. He could run it. They went to him at towards the end of the year in the biggest games. There's nothing this guy can't do on the football field, but because he's a rookie, they might be limiting him. Uh, do not like think that he can't catch it or he can't get out and pass routes because they're starting to do that more with him, and that's why he's having some good games. I mean, 
overall, he's been really good as a rookie. I thought I heard a stat recently that he's like ahead of, I can't remember if it was Saquon or a couple other people just in regards to overall numbers at, at this point, you know, uh, I know those guys ended with pretty crazy stat lines, but I think he's got pretty, pretty sick numbers for rookies. So I, I think he can catch it. I think he's going to be their feature guy. I think that basically between him and, and Ty, well, I was going to say Tyrell, but like you, like you mentioned, I'll give you credit on this one. I think it's going to be, if you can shut down Jacobs and Waller, I think that, you know, you have a pretty good chance of beating the, uh, the Oakland Raiders. And like I said, I just expect number nine to come out with all the confidence in the world against a football team like this. I mean, they don't have crazy top end pass rushers, you know, they're linebackers or eh, they just traded away one of their decent corners. Uh, you know, some people don't like Conley, but I mean, I can't imagine you trade him away and then have a lot better people. I mean, they got Trayvon Mullins, who's only had one start in the NFL coming out of Clemson over there. So I expect them to light it up. So don't don't sleep on Jacobs, and and also you know hopefully we'll get to that offense. But uh, Kenny's rolling. This could be. I'm hoping this is a Hawkinson game. Like we shouldn't have trouble moving the football. Yeah, like speaking of Oakland's defense, I, I'd have to say probably their best part of their defense is like their defensive line. I mean, as like what Jonathan Hankins is on it, and Maurice Hurst. I know um was it uh, Gruden was always big on Maurice Hurst coming out of Michigan. Was that they drafted Farrell in the first round, where everybody kind of scratched their head where you know where they ended up taking him, and um, was I think Arden Key is the other defensive end, and Arden Key was supposed to be kind of like a big name coming out of college, and he you know he hasn't put up like mad stats, but uh, their linebackers really don't scare. They don't sound scary at all. I mean, to hear Whitehead is on that team for Pete's sake, and I think he's like supposed to be their best linebacker. So, and uh, they do have Nevin Lawson as I think. I think he Nevin Lawson that not they're one of their starting corners, but I think he's like maybe their nickel. And we also you say Nevin Lawson, Griffka? Yeah. Did you really bring up Nevin Lawson on the show? Loser, 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 loser. Are you, are you calling me a loser or Nevin Lawson a loser? Because I'm kind of confused by that soundbite, right? <laughs> Uh, take it as you want on that one but uh that was more directed towards nevin lawson because he's a uh loser yeah he was he was definitely uh one of those guys that uh i don't think he did he even have an interception as a lions defensive back i guess we'd have to i'd have to look that up i don't think he had had nothing he had nothing as a lion anything except one game i remember he had a scoop and score one game Oh he had, um, it was a fumble. He returned for a touchdown a few years ago. And it was like, oh, Devin Lawson's yeah. really coming around. I'm like, uh, no, that was one play. But uh, Hold on. We, we can't we can't not do it. You had to bring him up. I mean, might as well. Got to do it. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. And Grifka, you should know better. I would not call you a loser, <laughs> except when you go into your SOL type things. And then I might have to play your music because often – the minute something goes wrong or when the Lions lose a game, you become one of these and I have to play the music on you. But recently, because they won, you've been better. So I would never call you such a thing. But oh. Nevin Lawson, it's a different story. Um, so you don't uh, – Loser. Don't think, you, you think the Lions offensive line will be able to hold up against Hankins and Hurst and Keen Farrell? Yeah, I mean, you know, they've been better than – you and others would expect recently. I mean, Taylor Decker, the highest rated uh, guy by PFF uh, in the last, you know, I think probably two out of the last three games, he's kind of been top rated on the offensive line. Hankins to me is just a big old run stuffer, you know, a, a 
poorer version of snacks where he just sort of eats up a lot of space, probably 330 some pounds there in the middle. Um, Mo Hurst, you know, I'm glad he's been healthy. He's been able to uh, do some things, but I haven't seen his numbers really jump off the page to me. Just kind of a, a good interior rusher there. I don't see him getting big, big numbers or really doing too much damage in there. And Cleveland Farrell too is more of a, like a, flowers or kind of a bigger edge set, you know, play his role type of guy, not a guy that's going to just blow off the end and, uh, you know, get those sack fumbles or destroy our quarterback. So, you know, not too many people that, that overly worry me, especially the way our line is playing. I mean, I think Frank's playing well in the middle and, you know, that left side has been pretty good. It's just sort of, you know, keeping, keeping those rushers off that right side. I, I think, you know, Wagner still has trouble with, uh, with speed, but, um, you know, I, I think we'll be pretty clean in that area. You know, we need to be because that's that's another reason Stafford's been so good because he's had time and when he has time, can stand up in the pocket and let it rip. And, you know, he's 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 really good. Yeah, I can see this being much like the Giants game. You know, just running the ball. You know, not trying to force feed it anything like that. Using that more of a uh, you know place here and there to keep the defense honest. Because uh, once again, you know, Lions had, you know, haven't signed anybody. They didn't trade for anybody. So we're still kind of looking at those that, like you said last show, the pretty much one of the worst stable of running backs that uh, in the league right now. So I think it's the offense is going to have to be one of those now that, you know, it's, you know, Stafford, you know, sorry, buddy, but it's back on your shoulders. You're going to have to chuck the ball around the field and um, we'll run the ball here and there just to keep the defense honest. So uh, they know that they can do that. So, um, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't think their linebackers, you know, take care of Whitehead is their best one. And you mentioned, um, you know, Trayvon Mullen. Um, you know, I think he's now is finally broken into the starting lineup and was, I think, Daryl Worley's our other starting corner. I mean, he's okay. Um, he's, he's not that great. He's, he's no, uh, he's no Darius Slay, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's one of those things where I think the Lions are going to be able to pass on him. And like I mentioned last show, you never quite know which wide receiver is going to go off for the Lions. And like you mentioned, Hawkinson could have a big game. I'm still kind of waiting for Jesse James. You know, I don't know if they're just using him as, you know, more of a blocker. They throw to him every once in a while. I thought he would be more effective in this offense, but uh, he could be even one of those guys. He could, you know, might, you know, bust out for uh, a few catches, you know, maybe 50 yards and a touch. So that's uh, nice to see this offense, you know, finally, it seems like it's, it's really clicking this year. So. I guess with with all that being said, and you know, and I know everybody's just waiting on their edges of the sea for me to throw a couple names out there for Rory. Let's do this. So how about uh, how about you give us a final score here? Uh, uh, what's your what's your final take on this game? Grifka, like this is a game like I've I poked at you. You count it as a loss. Pretty much every game, you know, I'm coming in here serving up that Detroit Kool Aid, talking about W's. Um, there's a little bit of uh, the up-down theory that worries me about this game, how the Lions, uh, you know, everybody's saying, you know, they should win this game, should go on a run, you know, um, that sometimes worries me as well as the the long trips, even though I don't subscribe to your theory that it's an automatic loss. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think the Lions are, are very tough-minded. If Matt Stafford wasn't playing as well as he w- was, I'd have a little more trepidations about this game, but... I think the Lions go out there. If they get Slay and Tracy Walker back, I feel even better. But uh, they go out there reasonably healthy and sling it around and just barely keep them honest with the run game. I think this is a game where the Lions walk out with a really uh, 
kind of high powered victory where you're talking like 31, um, 31, 21 type of game, like a, a 10 pointer, which to me is sort of a big, big time win in the NFL at the end, you know, at the, when you're talking end score, but I just feel like it's one where the Lions kind of get up on them, uh, continue to keep the pedal decently down. And then the Raiders just don't have enough to keep up. And uh, the score kind of flattens out there with a nice, not only a 10 point dub, but I see this kind of being like, a, you know, we wind the clock down, you know, kind of in that slow four minute offense, or we kind of end the game with the football. And, and say, wow, not only a road win, but a 10-point road win and a win where you kind of didn't have to bite your fingernails at the end. You kind of walked away and said, that's a good, really good road win by our football team, even if it is against, you know, a somewhat lowly Raiders team. Like, that's how I see it going down. Okay. Um, the Raiders, I've, they got three wins this year, and one came on was the first uh, was it the first Monday night game where they played Denver, and we all know how good Denver is. And then they, uh, was it early in the season, they actually went to Indianapolis and beat the Colts. And the Colts are one of those surprising teams where a lot of people are predicting them. It's like, hey, they could beat the Patriots, you know, something like that with how well they're playing right now. And they uh, came back and beat Chicago over in London. And the way I kind of look at that is like Mitch Trubisky sucks. And I know they still had to put up points and Chicago still got a pretty good defense, but I, th- I still think those three quarterbacks, Brissett has really improved for the, the Colts this year, and Denver and Chicago's quarterbacks just suck. They're not good at all. So Detroit has a much better quarterback than all three of those teams. So I think the reason how Oakland was able to win those games is that they were able to get off the field and go down and score. But um, this is one of those games where I think Detroit's offense will be able to keep drives going it seems like they've really kind of gotten out of that mold that they had early in the year where they were just going to kind of sit on something and, you know, kind of, you know, play like really conservative in the second half. I, I think they've learned a lesson. seems like they're trying to still take more shots down the field later in the games. Um, so where Oakland was able to get off the field and, you know, come back and win those games, I don't see that happening this time. I think, the, like you said, Detroit's going to get up. I don't know a 10-point win. I could see it maybe being a little closer. Once again, East Coast team going West Coast. I still think it's going to be a closer game. I think it's probably going to be like probably a 27-23 game. Is what I'm going to I'm going to predict a Detroit win. I'm switching for my preseason pick because <laughs> this is where I'm going to start, yeah! I'm going to start yeah! to stack up the injuries. And they're going to uh, they're going to go out to Oakland and win uh, 27-23. 27-23 for Griff. I got excited. I hit the quad. Yeah, I talked over him, but you you know what he's saying. Griff is flip flopping, but we like it because he's going with the Lions. Drink it, in, drink it, in, drink it in. Uh... I, I I love that you got that hot. Uh, crackling cornbread, cornbread, cornbread coming out the oven. You're drinking that Detroit Kool Aid, Grifka. It's about time. Now, will yeah. you do me one favor before you reveal the uh, the unbelievable mystery that is Rory? If, if the Lions go out there and something crazy happens or they have a tough game, they don't win. Will you still come back on the show with some decent energy and not be uh, not totally down the dumps on me? I mean, we got to get this W, but you know. It's 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 somewhat a must win as well, but we we ride this game out and not freak out and and have confidence in our team, please. Yeah, I will. Uh, uh, I'll try to do that. I hate these four o'clock starts. You know how it is uh, being here they on are the East the Coast and waiting for those four o'clock ones. Just and it's like wishing wishing your Sunday away, and I, I hate doing that. So, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll work on that. 
All right. So, like you say, I think it's a win as well. We both have it as a W. Grifka, the floor is yours. Okay. Like you said, you know, you know, this Rory's out there. I'm gonna throw some names out there. You know, guys. You know, I'm thinking at first it could be, you know, you know, somebody who's like been around Port Field, somebody who's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a security guy, you know, watching over things. So at first I thought, first name. This is gonna be probably the low percentage, looking maybe you know, less than ten percent. We all know you need some, you need some good security. So I thought of Joy Bell. Could Joy Bell? I'm like, no, Joy Bell played offense, and you know, uh, so it can't be Joy Bell. But I'd still put him out there because you know he's obviously guarded stuff before. So ten percent Joy Bell, less than ten percent. Hold on, I, I gotta really kill start- the music for one second, Griffith. Did, did you just break some news that Joyke Bell used to be a security guard, maybe even for the Lions? Yeah, that's something I really had to dig into, and it really took some Sherlock Holmes, you know, uh, you know, stuff to uh, really dig into doing that. So uh, I didn't, I don't know. It was like one of those things, like I had to search and really do digging, and as I was actually searching and doing that, I, you know, I found some information that Jerome Bettis is actually from Detroit. I never knew that. Exactly. And here's one other hot take you might have known. I mean, sorry to bring up, you know, the sport you don't want to speak of ever again. But did you everybody know that Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw, like, were childhood friends? And I realized Clayton Kershaw does play the sport we don't want to talk about. But they were childhood friends. There's actually pictures of them. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. (laughs) Unbelievable. You are just breaking down uh, incredible. You're just breaking news, Grifka. Exactly. So, so that's so what I'm said Joy, You said Joyke Bell is out. Is that right? Now I'm going less than 10%, but he's still a possibility. Like I said, I, I want to get some okay. votes on this as well. Um, and the next one, you know, kind of going old school, thinking, you know, he's pointing it out. Looks like he's calling out a defense. I went with a linebacker. Now, I know it's not Chris Spielman because he's actually called some of the games. So it was got, like, could be, no, it can't be Chris because he was calling the game. So I went with, like, the poor man's Chris Spielman. And the guy that was next up, Stephen Boyd. Stephen Boyd, once again, good middle linebacker. He knew how to call it out. He was a good run stuffer. He couldn't, you know, I, I'm sure he's calling out where the pass is going because he couldn't cover a pass either. I mean, he could stuff the run, but he couldn't pass cover. So, but I'm going somewhere probably around maybe, like, 30 to 40% uh, on Stephen Boyd. Can I throw in a, uh, a, a secondary linebacker that I have suspicions about? Sure. I, I'm, I would love to hear your theories as well. Grifka, I believe there's a guy. I believe you will remember him. He, he's a very suspicious character. I think that he fits the Rory mold. Uh, I would like to submit Zach Follett as a suspect. I believe he was a hard hitter. I believe he called someone a China doll, so I can imagine what he said to Jamal Charles after he took out his ACL. Zach Follett, give me the music. You are on my radar, sir. I believe you are a suspect and a uh, a decent percentage that Zach Follett and his Lady Jane's haircut may be under that, uh, that mascot outfit when it's all said and done. Zach Follett, that's a that's 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 a good that's a good good. He's guess got right nothing there. better to do. Yeah, and um, that's that's a good guess. I never thought of Zach Follett. I went right to Stephen Boyd because that guy was a hitter, like I said, but he couldn't cover, and I guess neither could Zach Follett. So, uh, that's a good guess. I could see that one as well. Um, my last one, I went a little deeper. I had to go with safety. You know, thinking, okay, once again, the safety's back there, pointing out where the, where the coverage is, and I'm thinking strong safety, but like, no. 
It's not going to be a strong safety. Strong safety is going to be a little closer to the box. So I went with a free safety. And what made me think of this guy? Because he was at training camp. Remember when we were there? At first we saw Dwayne White, you know, because we were talking about some other guy wearing 55 White. And I'm like, who's 55 White? And you're like, it's probably his name. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But then we saw Dwayne White. And I'm like, well, it can't be Dwayne White because, you know, he would have been trying to do a cover two and not sacking anybody. So who was the other guy they mentioned was signing? Free safety, William White. That's right. I'm thinking William White is Rory calling out, hey, he's over there. He played free safety. He could cover a little bit. He was on that 91 Lions team that went um, that lost to the Washington Redskins in the NFC Championship game. He was the free safety on that team. So William White, he's my big number. I'm going probably, you know, I'm probably going like, you know, 60% William White as Rory. So those are my three guys. I love the Zach Violet. I love the Zach Violet choice. But I'm going, you know, Joyke Bell because he, he was a security guard. He, I guess, defending in quotation marks there. But, you know, Joyke Bell, you know, took some digging to find out some information about him. But then I went with Stephen Boyd would be my second guess, you know, calling out the defense, pointing out, you know, where the guy's open. But I'm leaning towards William White. Yeah, he used to play free safety. So uh, those are my three guys. And but I like the sack Mollet, Joyce. I, I really do. And I'm really waiting to hear from other people some ideas they may have as well. Grifka, like the fact that you are on this case and that you have come up with the suspects you have. I have a few others that that come to mind, but I'll leave it with your three and my wild card of Zach Follett and the Lady Janes. But uh, with all the soapboxes you do, all these random articles, all this uh, conspiracy nonsense. Uh, we may have to find some more cases too that you can sink your teeth into because I, I think you're onto something here. Um, I could go for a case of almond joys just to let you know I could really sink my teeth into this. Oh. oh no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mark mark for edit. Um, no, uh, Grifka, you got anything else, man? Uh, nope. <laughs> I, I thought this was a good show I hope people love the candy draft we seriously like the minute you brought up Halloween and uh, with this show dropping the day after uh, that was fun to do the uh, first ever candy draft for DKC we'll have to do more of those with random topics even though we, we pride ourselves on talking mostly if not all football uh, that was fun to do um, really looking forward to this Oakland game I think it's going to be crazy I think it's a must have again for the Lions I think it's one you don't want to get too high on thinking that we're just going to walk in there and beat the daylights out of them, as somebody that I know would say. But I think it's a game that we can go out there and win. I think they're strong mentally. I think if we're healthy enough, we can get it done. And I think, again, we've been so proud and kind of pumping up Matt Stafford. This is another game where you can go, uh, you know, put another uh, notch on his belt, go out there, be the gunslinger that he is with no run game and uh, bring us back a W from Oakland. So I'm looking forward to it. Everybody, thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Please hit us up on Twitter. You can get at me, at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Definitely pull up Grifka, at Grifka DKC, get his follower count up as well as uh, talk some football with him. And uh, please vote in the Almond Joys poll that will be coming out on, on Halloween. We know nobody likes coconut candies. I mean, that's that's obvious. And uh, I can talk all this noise because Grifka said nope and he can't talk anymore uh, for the show. So uh, please vote in that poll as well as uh, interact with us online. We really enjoy that. Please leave us a five-star review if you can on iTunes. 
and please uh, just do keep doing one thing, and that's uh, drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Uh, drink it in, everybody. Enjoy this game. Take care. Drink it in, now. Pack the bags, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.